Hey there, my name is Peyton Macy's and you're listening to AnyCast. AnyCast is about anything and everything. We have some cool guests on sometimes, or sometimes it's just me. But enjoy today's episode and I hope you learn something new. Hello everybody, welcome back to AnyCast. Today we're going to be reviewing the third John Wick film, uh, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Um, This John Wick film is a great one. With re-watching this franchise, I kind of feel like the movies get a little bit better over time. It's one of the rare franchises where the movies just get better and better. Um, I still do prefer the first one, but honestly... I think the movies get better and better from a story perspective and from a cinematic perspective. Uh, This John Wick film is just amazing. As we left off in the last one, John Wick is excommunicado, and he's about to go on a worldwide contract. Everybody's going to want to hunt him. He gets zero services from the Continentals all over the world, and it picks up right like that. He's running around. He has 60 minutes to do whatever he needs to do. And he actually has already gotten attacked uh, in a library by a guy. Um, and then he's running around and he he performs surgery on himself because right as the clock strikes, his surgeon from the first movie, uh, which I don't think I mentioned, he got injured in the first movie and had to have surgery. His surgeon can't help. And then John ends up doing surgery on himself. Very interesting scene. Very uh, wild scene. And it's just really an amazing movie. This movie, um, we go from that and we get a like 20 minute action sequence where he's escaping New York or trying to, I guess. And then he finally makes it to this uh, theater And we meet this woman, and he has this ticket, as he calls it, and it's really just a necklace with a cross on it. And what this ticket is, is if they rip the cross from the necklace, that's how the ticket is activated, and they uh, mark your back, uh, you know, where, like, they'll put the thing in a very fiery furnace, and then they'll burn a mark onto you. That is what happens to John Wick. He uses his ticket from this lady to go to Casablanca, and he goes there, and we meet a character named Sophia. Now, Sophia is played by Howie Berry. Howie Berry plays uh, Sophia, and she's pretty. She does a good job. She does a good job. Um, of course, I know Howie Berry best from X Men as storm um but you know 
this entire sequence in Casablanca is one of my favorites in the movie. Um, probably my absolute favorite, actually. He goes to a continental over there, and we learn that these two have history, but not really a great history. She, for some reason, she cannot uh, get to her daughter. She doesn't want to. She does want to see her daughter, but she also doesn't because if she goes to see her daughter, the dangers of all of her enemies could possibly track her and then kill her and her daughter. And John apparently had helped her get out of a situation. I I think they kind of imply that he helped her with a situation to get her daughter safe. John knows where her daughter is, and she doesn't want to. And so John comes back, and he has the marker with her. But we learn markers don't actually really matter when you're excommunicado. Nothing does. But she ends up getting convinced by John and says, you know what? John was a great guy. He helped me. So good. I'll do this. So she goes, does the marker. They go and meet a guy. And John just wanted her to take him to this guy so he can know how to meet the man who is above the high table. There is only one person above the table. One. And it ends up to where they didn't want to fight, but this guy actually shoots one of her dogs because he wanted a parting gift and he wanted a dog. And uh, Sophia is like, no, you're not going to get this dog. And um, it ends up to where she takes a gun out of her dog's back because she has like this. The dog has a uh, harness on the back and there's a gun stored in the back of the dog. You know how, like, when you have a harness on a dog and you, like, put the collar and whatever and you have a leash, um, you have to, like, have something that wraps around the dog. She hid a gun in there and she ends up killing the guy. So there's an epic fight scene with her and her dogs. John Wick doesn't, he he, he fights in the scene, but he's not really on display as a fighter in this scene because he gets so much time throughout the movie. But we really just get to see Sophia and her dogs fight. Pretty cool sequence. Now, as the as this is going on, everybody who had helped John Wick in the previous film go and kill the guy at the high table, whether that was just giving him a gun, which would be the um, homeless guy that Lawrence Fishburne plays, the king of the homeless and the pigeons, that guy and Winston, the man who owns the Continental in uh, New York, he's the manager, they are getting visited by somebody from the high table sent from the high table who is there to punish them and give them seven days to resign get their affair straightened out there's no going back lawrence fishburne's character gets seven cuts because he says i'm not gonna let you take my stuff so they cut him seven times with a sword and we meet this guy who cuts sushi but he's also an effective he's almost like a samurai in a way he's very effective with a blade he knows how to just really uh, cut through people. It's He's a really good villain in the John Wick story. I think he's probably one of the best uh, to date. You know, the kid in the first one is whatever. His dad is a better villain. Um, but this guy, he has this weird relationship with John where he like is a big fan of John. And it just comes off really weird. But whatever. So everybody's getting their 
business dealt with. And Winston's kind of in a panic mode, but he doesn't reveal it until John sees him later that he's actually going to not uh, just give up the stuff to the uh, to the high table. So then Halle, Berry Halle Berry's character, Sophia, takes John into the desert to go meet the man of the high tape or who's above the table because they find out where he is. And John walks around the desert because they're in the middle of the desert. She leaves him because he already got to the vantage point with he has no water. He has like one drop of water in this water bottle and he's walking through the desert and he is walking around and collapses because the way that you find this guy is you don't really find him. He has to go and find you. So one of this guy's uh, like, I don't know, right hand man or whatever goes out, finds John Wick, takes him in and John is given the ultimate task if he wants to be freed from if he wants to live and be uh have the excommunicado taken away and all this stuff taken away he has to go and kill winston so he agrees to this he cuts off his ring finger um to give a gift as they say or a sacrifice to the above the table um, to signify that he's dedicating himself to this. And he goes back to the Continental. He gets there. The sushi guy tracked him down. Um, sushi samurai guy. I don't I don't know his name. They didn't really make his name well known in the movie. And he almost actually kill or yeah, he almost kills John Wick, but John Wick touches Continental Ground and then um he's like, Hey, you can't kill me unless you want to be excommunicado as well so with all that you know we have this interesting interaction between john and winston winston knows john is sent to kill him and john isn't really sure if he wants to kill winston but winston provides him a gun and right as that happens the woman who is inflicting all of this uh jurisdiction and everything to take away the Continental from Winston, asks Winston if um, he's ready to let go of the, uh, of the hotel. And he says, I'm not going to do it. Um, he's going to put up a fight. And she, he, or she asks John, are you going to shoot Winston? John says, I don't think I am. And so she calls in all the high table, like I don't know, elite task force, whatever you want to call them to go and kill John Wick and Winston. But before she does this, she makes the Continental not a part of the high table. So it's just now an ordinary hotel that you can do business on. So everybody is evacuated from the hotel and John Winston, and I don't know his name, but he's the guy who supplies the armory. He's actually one of my favorite characters in the season. He, or in the, series sorry um he supplies john and winston all the time with the guns he takes care of john wick's dog he actually took john in a little bit for shelter in the second film um he's just a good guy sadly the actual actor who plays this man actually died before the fourth movie was released i believe he's supposed to be in the fourth because i think the fourth wrapped production he died to like some 
heart failures or blood issues. I can't remember. It was really sad news when I heard he had died. Um, but the three of them, him, Winston, and John, take up what they call parabellum, which is giving war. You know, you're preparing for war. That's what that means, war. So they have war against them. Um, it's a really neat sequence where all the lights are turned off in the Continental, and then there's like these LED lights that are green um, in the Continental. That's all. It's just complete darkness, and then these LED lights come on, uh, like neon green. Really cool fight scenes. This John Wick has some of the best action um, that I've seen. It has just so much action. It, uh, like the action scenes, like I said in the last one, were choreographed so well, and it's it's the same in every movie. The action just gets better and better and more brutal. This one definitely has a lot more blood, I'd say, and uh, grislier kills. Um, there was a scene in the beginning of the movie in the 20-minute sequence in the beginning where he's fighting people, where he's, John's in a antique shop, and he's just like throwing axes and knives at people, and he killed a dude with a book in the library. I mean, it was crazy. And then you have this scene over here where they're getting all these different guns. They go back to the armory and they get these uh, shotguns that can pierce through this armor. And it's just awesome. They use like the darkness and the shadows, John and the armor guy, uh, to fight. And then John ends up having to take on the, uh, whatever we're going to call him, Sushi Warrior Man. Um, and his students, because apparently this guy has students. And it's a really great fight scene. John only leaves two people alive, gives them mercy, because they were kind of nice to him. Um, they were like, oh, we're big fans, and we're going to have like a fair fight type deal. And then John takes on the man, who is actually a fan of him, and he kills, or John kills the man. And it was actually a very close fight. It's a very close uh, fight for John. You like the first time I watched this, I was like, "Oh dang, is John gonna die?" I didn't really think he would, but I was like, "Dang, this guy's actually like pretty good at fighting." Um, it's very entertaining fight. Uh, the guy at the end is like, "Hey, John, was that a good fight?" And John's like, "Yeah." Um, so it was a really neat fight. And then comes the big cliffhanger the cliffhanger i have been waiting to see the end result of for like the past four years because this movie came out in 2019 and i believe i watched this series for the first time in 2020 okay so i guess three years i believe i watched it for the first time in 2020 i don't think i watched it in 2019 i'm not sure i could have john wick actually kills everybody there's a parlay that is set, and a parlay is essentially a negotiation. Um, very fancy word for negotiation with a lot of different terms involved uh, with the negotiation. This parlay is set in between the woman who has the jurisdiction and everything and Winston. And, of course, the armor. Winston, the armor, and the woman. Winston is reinstated to keep his hotel. It is reinstated to be a part of the table. And then the woman asks, what do we do of John Wick? Winston shoots John Wick and presumably John dies. John falls down multiple stories from the top of the hotel to the bottom of the side alley. 
just, it looks like he's dead. And this surprises the woman. But as the woman walks away, the armor says to Winston, very good play, or something like that. Very good play. And you you realize in this moment, and as you watch the end of the movie play out, that Winston did this to keep the hotel. But he also knew that John Wick is practically immortal and cannot die. So he is left there on the streets. And then we see, or she actually goes to investigate before she leaves the hotel to see if the body is there. And she gets angry with Winston saying, the body of John Wick is not there. This is very concerning for you and me both. And this better be resolved or else we're going to be waking up in the middle of the night with John Wick pointing a gun at our face is essentially what she said. And we see that the king with the seven cuts now um, of the pigeons is alive. He's alive with a lot of scars. And we see one of his agents pushing a shopping cart and John Wick is inside. He dumps the shopping cart over. John Wick and his dog are there. And John Wick, uh, or actually the kings ask John Wick, John, are you pissed off right now? And John replies, yeah. And the movie ends. Now, the entire end of the movie sets it up for the fourth to be the destruction of the high table. A finale to the series. And I'm excited to watch the new one. You know, um, I've heard a lot about it already online. I know some of the spoilers. Um, but I have heard it is one of the best John Wicks they have ever made. Some people say it's better than the original. I'm not exactly sure about that. But it is, you know, a movie that I am definitely going to review. And I'm sure I'll have a lot to say on it. But, you know, even if the movie, I'm sure the movie will be great. Um, Like I said in the beginning, each movie seems to build on the last, getting better in uh, the action, the story and the cinematography of course still i think the first one is the best i think it is the best because it works well as a standalone story and just its own movie i think the second is really special because it it introduces us into this very new story it's a very amazing movie the third it takes this like hero's journey route that would have been a satisfying conclusion if at the end John had possibly, if they had extended the movie by an hour and John had killed the lady and then went on for like the next hour destroying the high table, I think it would have been a spectacular ending to a franchise, to a trilogy. And I would have said it would probably be my favorite John Wick. It should have probably ended here, but we'll see the new one of course, and I'll review it. And yeah, I hope you guys have been enjoying this series. Um, And yeah, that's about all I have to say on uh, Chapter 3 of John Wick. Really good movie. Really interesting fight sequences. Of course, the dogs are the best part of the movie. Uh, But with all that being said, hope you guys enjoyed it. And peace out.